0: we
1: And good morning, FFM. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on. Come on, let's hear you. Who's excited? Hey, we are excited that we have them coming in. A, we have our live stream going out this morning, uh, getting out to all of those who are unable to uh, to make it here this morning with us. We are so excited that you have joined us. We're so excited that you have tuned in this morning. And uh, we want to just continue to encourage you that as we're going through this time, uh, that you continue to make uh, decisions on your own behalf, on your family's behalf. Uh, we we strongly encourage that, and we support Uh, Whatever that decision is, we want you to know that we support you, and we're going to continue to put this live stream out um, just to make sure that you can stay connected, um, you can stay tuned in, and we're so excited, we are so excited that you've joined us this morning. Uh, Go ahead and uh, hit that share button for us if you could, let your friends and neighbors know uh, what's going on this morning. And get that out there so that they can tune in as well if uh, they're not able to, uh, to make it out to a corporate service. There are a lot of churches that are still not holding services yet. So make sure you hit that share button. Get that out there uh, for all of them um, while you're online. And for everybody in here as well, um, for, for those of you who are here in the building, the offering baskets are, uh, are out there in the foyer. You can get those for those of you online or if you're in here and you want to use the online uh, you can go to PushPay, which uh, we have the link up there on the top, the uh, PushPay link, as I'm sure you guys are all getting tired of hearing about. Uh, but just a reminder, and for any of you uh, new viewers that we may have, uh, we do have PushPay available. That's up on our Facebook uh, link there at the top if you're watching on Facebook. Also, you can go to our website, or you can hit up our My Church app. If you need any help with the app, uh, that is, uh, go to your store, Um and go to the My Church. Just type in My Church. That'll pop up, and you're able to, to get LinkedIn right from there. Um, along with all of those, with the push pay for uh, for the offering and your tithes, uh, you can get to the sermon notes and also the kids' notes. And I really, really want to encourage you uh, for the kids that are here in the room. Uh, make sure you get on and you're filling those out. We've really seen. A, it's kind of been um, not disheartening, not sad. It's just kind of the way it's gone. But we've seen a. a fairly uh, decent-sized dip in the number of kids who are, who are utilizing that. And we want to encourage you to continue uh, to, to get that done and uh, to fill that out. And uh, the chances of winning are really good right now. So, uh, so get that filled out, get it sent in, and, uh, and, and stay actively involved during the sermon. Um, so just a couple of quick things to, to, to wrap up here. Um, when we get done with first service, if you can help us out, um, just to make it easy for those who are going to be coming in for second service, we, we very kindly ask just to help with congestion, give people plenty of space. We ask that if you don't have any kids to pick up, you're you're welcome to use the uh, the exit doors on this side. It's going to take you right outside. It is bea beautiful outside, so no reason not to get outside and give yourself a little more space. Uh, and then you can begin to talk and uh, fellowship together. If you do have kids and you need to get them back, although there are some of the kids out in the portables on that side, um, also if you have younger kids, then use these side doors over here. Um, get out over there and, and pick your kids up. We appreciate you serving each other um, by, by helping everybody to feel comfortable uh, throughout this time uh, and during this time. that uh, It just has been a little bit crazy, and everybody's learning as we go. So uh, as the worship team comes up and we get, uh, we get ready to start, Uh, We are just thrilled that we get to come together, and uh, whether we are watching on live, live stream, we love you. Whether you are online, anywhere around the world, whether you are uh, here in Centerville, wherever you might be, we are thrilled that we serve a living God who, uh, who will meet us wherever we're at. And so we are glad, we are excited that we have that opportunity, and we continue to pray for those who don't, we continue to lift those up. And we continue to pray for those um, who, are, who are battling through uh, either COVID or other uh, cancer, any other diseases, any other viruses, sicknesses right now. We're going to continue to pray for those and lift them up. And speaking of prayer, if you do, the altar's open. Please listen to me there. The altar is open for you to come forward. All we're asking is that during this time, we're having the, uh, the elders take care of the prayer up front for people. Uh, so if you see somebody come up. Uh, the elders will take care of that just to help uh, with, with just keeping some distance for everybody and uh, help cut down on, on anything getting passed around that we don't want passed around. Hey, we've got interns this, uh, this summer again, and we're excited about all of the work they're doing. Um, so, hey, Breno, you got a shirt? Come on, Breno, show off that shirt. There we go. Looking good. Mike, Donna, come on, come on. Come on. Come on, Mike and Donna. Come on. Those are right there. We've got, we've got all three colors right there. That's what you get. you got the darker blue, the light blue, and the black. I love it. I love my church. If you don't have that shirt and you would like that shirt and support our interns, uh, there's a table in the back. Go see Mr. Colton. He's going to take care of you. They are $15 or two for $30. we are giving a deal just today, two for 30 or one for $15. Or you can buy about 10 of them for like 150 bucks, and, and we're going to be grateful there. That would be awesome. Hey, who loves our interns and the work they do around there? Come on, let's hear from them. They do a great job. Um, not only that, they get to spend time uh, with Pastor Don uh, going through discipleship and preparing them for ministry um, and preparing them to, uh, to help lead. Um, in the future. So one last thing before we get started, go ahead and stand with me um, as we get ready for worship. We have our kids notes winner from last week and I've been looking around. I don't think I see him, but we're going to go ahead and celebrate them anyway. So this week's winner is Mr. Hunter Green. So congratulations to Hunter Green. Like I said, if you think you just heard that name as a winner, that's because there's not a whole lot of kids filling it out. So right now, it's a good time. Hey, you know what? Fill it out for your kid. Put their name on it and take the prize from them. I'd you know what? Are we to get, get on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you. I see you. Uh, so who's excited this morning? Who's here to praise and worship? Who's here to serve a risen Savior? We are just ready to come uh, with joy and expectation this morning. And we want you to join in. This is a place of Freedom. This is a place to lay your burdens down at the foot of the cross, at the, at the foot of the throne. This is a place to serve a risen Savior. And we want you to join in with us as we get ready to start. As soon as Breno is ready, my man, you ready, brother? Here we go. Here we go. All right. Let's lift up a, a word, of, just a word of prayer. Father God, we love you. We praise you. And we do come with joy. We come with expectation. We come with excitement. We come with the joy of the Lord within our hearts. And let's lift up a shout of praise. Let's lift up a shout of praise. As we go into battle, let's lift a shout of praise. As we go into battle, as we begin to sing, Father God, we love you. We worship you. We praise you in the name of Jesus.
2: Amen. Good morning, church. You guys doing well this morning? We invite you to raise your voices as we praise the King of Kings this morning. Yes, we praise your name, Jesus. Sing it out. Let praise be a weapon. Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory.
0: Let it rise.
2: I can't hold back my praise. I got to let it out. So whatever situation you're going through, you have an opportunity to praise past that. Praise over that. Because the Lord, he's already taking care of you. He's taking care of your situation. All we got to do is praise. All we got to do. Right here. I can't hold back my praise. I got to let it out. I can't hold back my praise. I gotta let it out, I I can't hold hold back back my my grace,
0: grace. I gotta let it out,
2: I can't
0: hold back my my
2: This next song we're going to sing, it's a new song. It's our first time singing it here. and It's called The Father's House. And what this song talks about is, is when we come into the Father's house, when we come into his presence, all chains fall. When we come into his presence, miracles happen. And maybe, like I said before, maybe you came in this room with a, with a family situation, a financial struggle. Maybe there's a physical healing that you've been waiting for, you've been praying for. Maybe you you went through something this week that seems impossible to conquer this upcoming week. But our Father, He can break all chains. Our Father, He can heal every disease. We believe that our God is supernatural. That there is nothing impossible with our God. And this song says, check your shame at the door because it isn't welcome anymore. Here in the Father's house. Leave Leave your fear out the door struggles out the door we're in we're in the presence of God now this week might have been hard it might have been discouraging but we're in the presence of God now we're here now this morning and what an opportunity to sing out to our God who will conquer our enemy who will conquer our fear so as we start this song sing with us we're here in his presence this morning we don't have to fear On this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. My story isn't over. My story's just begun. Failure won't define me. Cause that's what my father. Do you believe it? Failure won't defy me. Cause that's what my father Not the end game. Rival's not the end game. The journey's where you are. You never want it perfect. You just wanted my heart. And the story isn't over. And the story isn't good. Failures never find. Let's
0: sing it again. Oh, failures never find.
2: Beside this next part, prodigals come home. Prodigals, prodigals come home, the helpless find, find home. Love, love is, is on the move. when the, the father. He's in here the room. this morning. Prison doors swing
0: wide. The dead come to life. Love is on
2: the move. Love is on the moon when the father. Come on, miracles.
0: Go save place!
2: this bridge again. Let's declare in faith that the prodigals are coming home. The helpless are going to find hope. Let's sing that this morning.
0: The prodigals come home. The helpless find hope. The love is on the moon when the father is in the, the, prison come the, doors, the come
2: doors come on The dead come to life. The dead come to we life. We believe it. The love is on
0: Take place The cynical find place
2: When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory I know how this story is Yes I know Yes I, I know, know how this story from God. Come on, sing this in faith this morning. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, sing
0: it out. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yeah.
2: trials. We we all have that one giant in front of us. But as soon as we raise our voice in worship, God defeats our enemies. God is the one that, that takes down our giants of fear, our giants of addictions, our giants of depressions. All we have to do is worship. All we have to do is raise our voice. So this morning, as we sing this, I want each and every one in this room, if you are dealing with something, want to praise. We lift our voice. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We trust our God. Our God surrounds us. It may feel like you're surrounded by your enemies, but the angels surround your enemies. God is the one that's actually surrounding our enemies. So let's just declare that in faith this morning. This is how I find my back. I'm losing my voice. I'm going to need you guys to sing for me.
0: Come on,
2: do we have any warriors in the room? This is how...
3: When I was in high school And I don't know how some of you played sports But even if you didn't, whatever you played And you were really competitive at this song Reminded me that we don't give up I remember playing basketball right down to the last second And I didn't even care if we were losing Sometimes I got carried off the floor Breathing in a a paper bag My mom used to bring a paper bag to the games Just in case I would hyperventilate Because you know what, I wasn't going to give up even right down to the last second, I didn't give up because you know what? There was something I was gonna learn. Even in losing one game, I knew eventually I'm gonna win the battle because I'm gonna figure out the enemy's tactics. I'm gonna watch them. I'm gonna see who are their best players. What do they do? How do they do that? I'm gonna stop them. And so what I did was I just took that spirit and I transferred it. When the Lord set me free, he rescued me He put that fire, he didn't take it away. I think of Don a lot and all his craziness and we think, oh, he's crazy, you know what? He's got, he's just not gonna give up. He doesn't care if it's a critter or someone who's not saved or a tarantula or whatever. He loves those things. He's not giving up. We're not gonna give up. This is how we fight our battles. And if you got something and you're not sure, and you feel like giving up, you need to dig in and get yourself a paper bag and pray until you hyperventilate.
0: This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, church. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, raise your voice. This is how I my battles. Fight my this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. I fight my battles. This is how I... Lord, we want to thank
4: you this morning, God, that standing in your presence, Lord, we have nothing to fear. Who or what can be against us, Lord, if you are for us? And Lord, you declared you were for us on the cross of Calvary. Lord, you declared you are on our side. And God, we thank you that as we lift our voice and praise with gratitude and thanksgiving, God, that's how we fight the battle. We lift up our voice and we praise the God who has already won the victory. This morning, God, we can praise you because we don't have to fight for victory. Lord, we fight from victory. We are already victorious in Christ. We are more than conquerors in Jesus. This morning, God, we celebrate your goodness through our praise and our worship. Receive it, Lord. It's a blessing to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. It's so good to see you all this morning. Hey, have a seat if you can. We'll dismiss the kids for our children's church uh, time. Um, While you're doing that, there's a couple of things we want you to realize. Um, Today was supposed to be our transition Sunday. Uh, from uh, middle school to high school. We're going to put that off till next week, uh, just because some of our youth leaders weren't able to be here today. But uh, it was a day that we had planned to honor our our high school seniors, uh, or aren't any of our high school seniors in first service this morning? Raise your hand high if you're here. Okay, I, I didn't know who was coming to first or second. Uh, but anyway, I want you to watch this video so we can celebrate here, even if you don't get to see them today. We want you to see them, and you can tell them how uh, honored you are to have walked with them and watched him accomplish this great task, right? Watch this video. So If you do see them, tell them how proud you are of them Um, If I can get my lovely uh, bride here To hold those for me, please Thank you very much Thanks (laughs) Amen Um, uh, We have um, we, We have the incredible opportunity this morning To talk about a subject that I think is incredibly relevant A subject that I think the church should talk more about that doesn't um, and it's one of the things that I think we, can, we do an injustice when we don't talk about it enough. Now, Firm Foundation Ministries, our eldership teams feel like God has given us a place and a venue uh, to talk about something with authority, with, with capital, if you understand what I mean by that. What, like we have, we have capital to spend in this area. Um, because of what God has been doing in our particular ministry over the last, um, over 20 years, uh, joining hearts and lives together across um, national borders, across ethnicities, um, and and across languages uh, for the mission that God has called us to be, which is to be the people of God in the community to impact the community. And here's the great thing uh, about where we're at in the United States of America, and I don't know if you got the chance to listen to our roundtable the other night, It was an incredible conversation and something Eddie said uh, really stuck in my heart. Eddie said it used to be that the United States of America sent people to the nations. We went to all the ethnicities. Uh, the United States of America, the church, is the greatest missional sending country on the face of the planet. We would send missionaries all over. It doesn't matter if, it, if Christianity was legal in that country or not. Missionaries would go. You hear the stories of people going to unreached people groups and, and never leaving again. We hear the stories about missionaries actually instead of buying suitcases, bought coffins and packed their supplies in the coffins as they went to the nations because they intended to die on the mission field. That used to be the history and the heritage of the United States of America. We still send missionaries. Somebody say amen. We have two full-time families on the missionary field that we support, and there'll be more. In Guatemala, I mean, we're going to continue to send. As as God sends the call and people stand up and say, here am I, we're going to continue to invest in going to the nations because that's what God told us to do. But Eddie made a statement. He said, I don't know if everybody's realized that it's not as much about God sending people to the nations anymore as God are sending people to the United States. And I never thought about it that way. I remember when Eddie uh, first was going through uh, uh, his, his eldership uh, a period of, of, of exposure to the church. And uh, what we did with Eddie and Rod during that time is we gave the church a full year to examine their life. You could ask them any question that you wanted to, exa- to ask them. And they had to give you an answer. And we gave you a full year to examine their life. And at the end of that year, we put these two men up for uh, affirmation for our church as receiving them into our eldership team. Now, you have to understand, we believe in the New Testament church that an eldership appointment is an appointment for life outside of sin. And so, Eddie uh, met all the requirements. The church embraced him, brought him on as an elder. We received him and ordained him into that spot. But one of the questions that someone asked Eddie was very unique. We used to have our annual church conference in Fort Wayne, and um, one night there, on a Friday night, there was a guest speaker at our annual church conference, and he was talking about uh, going. He was talking about sending. He was talking about going to the nations. Will you be willing to be sent? That night in Fort Wayne, Eddie and Anne Renee went down to the altar. So someone asked Eddie this question. They said, I remember when you went to the altar in Fort Wayne and said you'd go as a missionary. But we think eldership is an appointment for life. How do you balance those two, Eddie? And Eddie's answer was brilliant. He said, I am a missionary. God sent me from Brazil to America. been doing this god has been adding god has been growing we've been on purpose about reaching out in 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 the areas of of these things and we've got more round tables coming y'all need to get ready i'm in conversation with sheriff and and i want to talk to some police officers i want to get them around a round table i'd love to get black lives matter around a round table you see here's the deal i'm not afraid of conversation If we can have conversation, we can start to build relationship. If we build relationship, we can find unity. And when we find unity, we can discover answers that we never thought we could discover before. Y'all didn't take a praise break right there. Because, see, here's what Pastor Don is tired of. I'm tired of the blame game, and I'm tired of looking at someone as if they are the enemy. And I'm going to talk to you this morning about a message that I believe is very important called racial reconciliation. But it's not a black and white message. Because there are more colors than black and white. As a matter of fact, some colors are even set against each other. You remember the crisis in Rwanda. Those people look just like each other. So this racial reconciliation has got to stop being about color and then it's got to start being about what God is doing among us, with us, and through us. I'm going to give you a little tip. Donna came over. It's a very prophetic thing. When we introduced the shirts to you this morning, we brought Mike and Donna and Breno. They were standing next to each other. What you people noticed was the color of their shirt, not the color of their skin. you didn't realize is all three of them were different colors a brown man a black man a white woman you didn't even notice it that pleases the father watch this you need to turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2 now I need you to understand this week I've done a lot of listening I've done a lot of listening on this subject. Breno made a statement at our roundtable. He said, if we only come to a conversation with the idea of giving our opinion, we'll never learn anything. That was from a 21-year-old. I've done a lot of listening this week. I listened to men like uh, Dr. John from Elam, one of Breno's Professors. He's a white man who spent the last 20 years in a black church. Him and his family are the only white people in that church. I spent a lot of time listening to Pastor Gary, who is uh, an elder on, on Elam Fellowship's board of elders. He's a black man and he's one of the only, he's one of the very few black men in Elam Fellowship, one of the only few men of color. On the leadership board in all of Elam Fellowship, Elam's been around for almost a hundred years. Have sent people all over the nations, planted church, but he's one of the very few men of color on the leadership board. I listened to him talk. I listened to a, a pastor by the name of Vody Bachum. If y'all don't know Vodi, you should listen to him. But Vody was a part of Promise Keepers. Uh, back in the 90s when it was really heavy and heavy, and Promise Keepers was tackling this particular situation uh, about racial reconciliation way back then. And, and Vodi said, if I'm going to be part of the answer, I can't continue to be segregated. So Vode then moved his family, who's all black, into a white church, took a position on staff at a white church, and, and spent 20 years on staff in that congregation. I listen to these people talk because I think it's very interesting. Hello, somebody. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Y'all ready? Say yes. yes. All right, here we go. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by the hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promises, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the divining wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in the ordinance that he might create in himself one new man in place of the... Are y'all reading with me? Come on. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, peace to who were near. For though through him we have access in one spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but your fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Father, bless the reading of the word. To the hearing of our ear. I pray today, Lord. You help us to be postured. Properly. With humility. As you speak to us in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Now, it's not. It's probably not keen. I don't want to get on anybody's nerves or whatever. Uh, but um, the New Living Translation is an incredible Translation of the Bible, I would probably as a preacher, and Breno and, uh, and Colton, we talked about that a little bit this week as far as using it as a pulpit Bible. I, pro- I probably wouldn't do that. Uh, but that's just me because I'm a word study guy. But man, Ephesians chapter 2 in the New Living Translation. Hello, somebody. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference some of that in just a little bit. Because I I, I want you, this is a two-sermon Bible. Uh, I mean, a two-Bible sermon. Let's put it that way. How about that? Um, I want to reference some of that in a little bit. But we've been talking about revival, we've been talking about God pouring out His Spirit, we've been talking about God moving in a powerful way, and we've been talking about experiencing God in the newness, and in the midst of COVID-19, and all that 2020 has brought on to us, and now uh, even more pressure coming on because of, of these situations and scenarios that are happening. Like, what does the Bible have to say? And how is it relevant to what God has been doing in us? Because, like... If God's sending revival, did the enemy come and do all of this in order to interrupt revival? Or is God sending revival in the heart of his people because God is sovereign, he knows what's coming and he's trying to prepare us, amen, to be the people he's called us to be? I believe the next wave of revival is going to be a multi-ethnical wave. Uh, there's no, there's no doubt that May 25th shook shook the United States, right? There's no doubt that that the pictures and the videos that we saw were not good. Hello, somebody. What does God have to say on the matter, or what brings us to that situation? Because see, God, God's not here to say that that um, you know. I'm gonna move on to another thought before I I'll get back. Hello, somebody. Boy, we, we love Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Come on, church. Oh yeah. I'm saved by grace. I'm saved by Where's Donnie? There he is. Come on. Not of works. Ephesians chapter 2, man, it's, I mean, you start reading, you get pumped up. You're like, I'm saved by grace. I am saved. It's not by works, man. God did it for me. I didn't have to do it for myself. When I couldn't do it for myself, God made a way, right? Like, I, I can have confidence and assurity in the fact that God has saved my soul and that the work of the cross is finished. Why? Because of His grace, His grace. It's for by grace are you saved. Uh, amen. By faith. That's what it is. And we get excited about that. We love Ephesians 2 till we get to verse 11. Let's go to 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's skip 11 through 22 because that's not where we want to hang out. But right now, these scriptures could not be more relevant. Listen to your pastor this morning. I said these scriptures could not be more relevant. Racism, racial reconciliation, social justice. Ephesians chapter 2 is going to tell us right where God's at on the matter. Because see, racism is the sin that fundamentally takes away from the glory of God. I'm going to stay on it because I believe that's where it's at. It is the sin that fundamentally takes away from the glory of God. If we see racism as any other thing, our answer to racism will be let's find somebody to blame. Let's find a system to blame. Let's find a person to blame. Let's find an organization to blame. Hello, church. And there doesn't necessarily have to be any racism involved in an event for it to be accused of being racist because we're not interested in an answer. We're interested in blame. Somebody's got to be at fault. Somebody's got to be at fault. What's God got to say on the matter? Here's why we don't understand that racism is the thing that fundamentally robs God of his glory. Because people aren't saying, let's go to the Bible on the subject. Let's bring in this expert. Let's bring in that expert. Let, me, let Pastor Don just put something for you. If the last six months have not proved to you that all the world's experts are morons... That's my sermon. I'm preaching it. You can write your own commentary. They have been wrong 100% of the time. Yeah, they're experts. You know what we do? We give them the weatherman pass. Only people who can be wrong all the time and keep their job. God's not interested in a weatherman's past because God ain't wrong. God's right on the matter. Y'all not listening to me this morning. Oh, Pastor, John, that's good. We can read, we got to read. But this book's okay. We need to read that book, though. We need to read this book. We can fully understand it if we'll read this book. We'll get a list of books that we need to read in order to understand racism. Listen, that's a problem. And I like what Votie Bauckham said when he was sharing on this matter. He said, it's a problem when we'll go to every other book but this Bible. He said, it's a problem when we'll take this Bible and say it's not enough. We need another one. It's this book plus something. only way to fully understand our unity in Christ is from the scripture the bible is sufficient for all matters of faith i said the bible is sufficient for all matters of practice it's enough it tells us there's not a subject the scripture does not address you just might not like what it's got to say on the subject but the bible says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for, come on, Donnie, doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. These are discipleship Bible memory scriptures. Come on, church. How we deal with one another across ethnicities is a matter of faith and it is a matter of practice. Y'all say amen. I said how we deal with each other across ethnicities is a matter of faith. It is a matter of practice, and the Bible speaks to it. The world cannot comprehend the glory of God. Amen. It cannot understand it. It cannot fathom it. It can't even come close to getting to. to, to, getting to. Listen, even God's people can't fathom it. But one thing I want you to understand is that ethnicity is God's way of revealing His glory on planet Earth. So, how in the world can a broken world ever tell us how to deal with the glory of God? They can't. They tried, church, and they failed. And their best effort about trying to tell us how to deal with God's glory across ethnicities has turned into racism. It's a failure. It is a failure at its heart. It's not the police's fault. It's not the government's fault. They're not responsible for what's in my heart towards another man. You can never legislate morality. Ask God. He tried. It's called the Ten Commandments. Try those on for one day. Just ten of them. You see, here's the problem. We'll bark about the courthouse pulling the Ten Commandments. We'll bark about the schoolhouses pulling the Ten Commandments. We'll bark about all that. Oh, they're, they're not posting them. They're not displaying the Ten Commandments. You ain't putting them in your front yard. Let me tell you why you're not putting them in your front yard. Because you know your neighbors know you don't live by them. I'm going I'm to go home. Don't go up there and be a hypocrite. It's for by grace you are saved. (laughs) The Bible specifically says no man is saved by the law. The law didn't God didn't give the law to save us, church. He gave the law to show us just how far away from him we were. The law is a measuring stick to show us how far away from God we are. The law is the demonstration that we need Jesus. The law is the thing that tells us that if we don't have Jesus, we are without God and without hope, right? And that's why when we see Jesus fulfilling the law in his life and through his death, we can
0: celebrate,
4: amen, and the fact that God saves us through the Lord. The Bible's the only text that will ever help us with racial reconciliation. And if that's so, why is Sunday morning the most segregated day of the week? I said, if that's so, why is Sunday morning the most segregated Sunday of the week I, I, I preached for I preached for over a year in, in all black churches I've been preaching a white church for over a year And every time I, my wife and I Would come back and we'd tell our church in Florida Look y'all we're going to go join the black church They're having fun loving Jesus I ain't lying We used to go to Ever increasing word of faith in Mariana, Florida, Flavius Pittman. You go to that church, you better wear your dancing shoes. They're going to praise Jesus, man. And when you get done dancing, you better sit, sit down and put on your, your steel toe shoes because Flavius Pittman going to step on somebody's toes. He don't even care. After every service, they're going to have a meal. Lord have mercy. One night church didn't get done till eleven thirty at night. The kitchen ladies had supper ready. We leave that place at one o'clock in the morning. They had church. We started at seven. God was moving. If the Bible's the only text that ever helps us understand racial reconciliation. Why is Sunday morning the most segregated day of the week? What a horrible way to think about church. They got their church. We got our church. I'm going to be honest with you. I even think the idea of denominations can flirt with racism. See, racism at the heart of God has nothing to do with color. Don't pretend like God's colorblind because he ain't. God likes color. Come on, church. (laughs) What if I told you we don't have to achieve it? Come on. Vodi Bauckham put this question out there. He said, what if I told you that the church does not have to achieve racial reconciliation? Got me to thinking. It already exists. We just don't walk in it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Now, are, y- are y'all ready? Because I, I want y'all to help me. I don't want y'all to go away from here like what just happened. I, I want you to go away from here going, that was a revelation. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. In, in, the, in the New Living Translation, it says, Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised, uncircumcised heathens. Come on, church, that's bad news. Can we go back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, please? Why, Why is it important to point this out? Because, see, in order to understand the magnitude of reconciliation, we have to understand the magnitude of the division. You need to write it down. Gentiles, the division is incredible. And God overcomes it In an incredible way. But you need to understand that the division between the Gentiles and the Jews was much stronger than any division we experience today. It was deeper and it was stronger. It was so much more, and I'll tell you why because it's going to blow your mind. It was God ordained, it was God established. Don't don't get upset. God put the division between Jew and Gentile. God himself did it. And inside of it, we don't think about that a lot. It gets there. We go to the place, right? And, And Vodibachum makes this statement. He says, race is arbitrary. Racial classifications are not real classifications. They're not real. There's only one race. There's no genetic difference between us. I said there's no genetic difference between us. And here's the proof. If there was genetic difference between us, we could not reproduce together. They want to tell you that, you know, uh, apes and monkeys are, I don't know, 96% the same as us. It's pretty close. It's only a a few percentages off, but you can't reproduce with them. Because it only takes that amount, even less than that amount, to make a difference. But see, here, regardless of your skin color, as a human, you can reproduce together. There's no genetic difference between us, church. It, It doesn't take a deep man to get it. We are multiple ethnicities, but we are one race. Y'all, there you go, right there. The differences that we let separate us are the differences that God created to magnify his own glory. God himself made us different colors. God himself did that. And he did that for his joy and for his pleasure. He did that because he wanted creation to look like what he wanted creation to look like. He wanted it to look like that. And we let what God did to bring joy to himself divide us as a people. That is sin. That is sin. And it's not only sin, church. It's blasphemous. It's blasphemous. That's why I say racism is that fundamental thing that robs God of the glory and it robs God's people of experiencing His glory. And it causes us to blame people. It causes us to look down on people. It causes us to look up on other people. Instead of causing us to be unified across God's creation for God's purpose on planet earth. Do you see how it's robbing us of what God wants to do? I'm going to put to y'all, we need some more Spanish people in this place. We need a little Latin flavor. We need some more black people in here. We need some more brown people in here. I can't wait till a yellow man walks in. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a net thrown out and called all kinds of fish. Y'all you know there's, there's more than one kind of fish in the water? But they all fish. I'm just saying. But the difference between Jew and Gentile, established by God Himself, it wasn't arbitrary, it was real. And that means that if God can reconcile those who have a real God-established difference, he can certainly reconcile a people who have artificial differences. Gentiles were not just outsiders from another ethnical group. It was a system of oppressing people that didn't have wealth or access or the favor of God. They were alienated from God, the Gentiles. That's as real and as significant as it gets. I'm not trying to make light of the suffering of modern day racism, church. But what I'm doing is I'm asking a question. What compares to being part of a people who God says, you're without me and you have no hope? You tell me what compares to that. That is what the Gentiles faced. They could care less about skin color. But now. Verse 13, but now. Vody said the other day, he said, there's, he talked about a Pentecostal praise break, and he's a Baptist man. Where y'all at? <laughs> but now. See, when you see that in there... We've been talking about what's bad Whatever comes next it can't be worse When the news is so bad When we see the but now in the scripture It's got to be better I want you to make no mistake This is, this is, uh, this is uh, temple Put that up there For me Slide, slide that up there if you can This is the temple. Now, I want you to notice the court of the priest... Right inside there, you see the holy of holies, uh, the holy place right inside of it, and the holy of holies right deep down in the center of it, right? And, and so the, the court of the priests, only the priests could be in there. The, and, and the holy of holies, only the high priest could go in there. Then you outside here, you have the, the, the court of the priests where the labors were. The women were allowed out here in the outer court uh, where the beautiful gate is. But I want you to look where the court of the Gentiles was. Right off the porch. Even if you were a Gentile who had, who had become circumcised, you, that was still as close as you could get. You could get no closer than that. That was it. You're a Gentile. You cannot come any closer. The women who were considered property could get closer to God than the Gentiles. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a, a woman who comes to Jesus and, and, and is asking for a miracle. And Jesus himself, Jesus himself says, It's not proper to give food from the master's table to the dogs. He looked at this Gentile woman and he, he called her a dog. Jesus did this. And she, her response was, But even the dogs eat from the crumbs. Jesus is trying to expose the depth of racism. He's not a racist. He's trying to expose it. Come on, church. Temple talk is incredible because you got to understand the blood of Christ is what brings us near. The blood of Christ is what breaks through the walls of barriers. The blood of Christ is what moves us from the outer court to the inner court. You once were way off out there and you couldn't come close, but Jesus died on the cross. Now you've been brought close. You've been made, amen, you've been made reconciled through the blood of Christ. Not through books of man's opinion. Not by, by feeling sorry for what your ancestors did to somebody else's ancestors. Not by having enough of your grievances heard. No, you have been drawn near by the Spirit of God, by the, or to the presence of God, by the blood of Christ. Christ died to reconcile himself to us and to us to one another. Christ died to reconcile us to himself and us to one another. Christ died so that the veil was torn. Y'all remember that? Amen. And now we have access into the very presence of God. And God says, I don't care if you're Jew, if you're Gentile. I don't care who you are or where you come from. I don't care what color your skin are. The blood of Jesus Christ washes you and cleanses you and makes you able to stand in my presence. That's what the blood of Christ does. The blood of Christ is not only enough, but it's the only thing. It's the only thing that can reconcile us to God and to each other. This is why looking for reconciliation through other means is futile and blasphemous. My heart is broken when so-called preachers and reverends in the world that you and I live in Will pimp out the race of their people, y'all heard me right, for their own agendas. They ain't no reverend and they ain't no preacher if they're using the race of their own people to divide other people. It's my opinion. I got nothing for them. They have a voice they could use to preach Ephesians chapter 2. To preach Ephesians chapter 2. Come on, church. They have a voice and a power they can use. Because, see, when it comes to the blood of Christ, right, plus something else, it never works. It never works. It never works. Christ is the only one who gives us peace. He is our peace. He's not the, uh, the type of peace that comes to, that just causes people to lay down their weapons and stop fighting with each other. No, reconciliation isn't about not fighting with each other anymore. It's about becoming one another. You are my brother. You are my sister. And we all dwell in the same house. And we all have the same father. He's our creator. He's our Lord. He's our savior. And that's who he is to us. He makes the two into one. That's what reconciliation is. Reconciliation isn't about the the two stop fighting. You can stop fighting and still hate each other. Here's the truth: There are people in the kingdom of God that are closer to you than your blood relatives. You just thought about that person in your mind. It's not condemning your family. It's not. It's about understanding where you've been embraced. I said it's about understanding where you've been embraced. Are y'all with me? Because I know I got some family in my, I, I, some people in my family right now that if they heard me preaching this message, they would never speak to me again. They might be listening. It's okay. See, if they are listening and they got mad about that statement, they're the ones. But Eddie's a brown man, and he embraced me. All my ugliness, come on, church. All my failures, all my weaknesses. And yet, every day he says, Man, I love you. And I thank God that he's joined us to walk together. Come on, church. Because of this reality, I can go anywhere in the world to any church that belongs to the body of Christ, and whether they have the same skin color or me, or speak the same language as me, we can worship God together. I've gone to church all over this world. I've gone to church in Lagos, Nigeria. Let me tell you something. Hello, somebody. Ain't a lot of white folk in in Nigeria. It's just the truth. Be the only white man in church. I don't understand what they're saying. Y'all think y'all dance in church? Negative. I've been to church in Nicaragua and the Dominican canada and england church i've been to church in barranquilla colombia i don't speak that language i don't speak spanish but i can worship with those people and every time i walked into every one of those churches regardless of the color of my skin or the language i spoke every born-again believer in that place embraced me and was excited that I was there and gave me a seat right next to them, didn't put me in the corner or act like I didn't exist. I'm a pastor. I'm not a missionary. Pastor Don would be perfectly healthy. And happy to sit right here in this pulpit and preach every Sunday until Jesus comes back or I die. That's who I am. 95% of my sermons are pointed and preached towards believers. Teaching people how to walk with Christ. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a missionary. But I can go missionally. And every time we go, you know one of the things I look forward to? When is church? Where are we going? What language do they speak there? Because I can't wait. Because that's the, that's what God does, right? That's what God does. God brings us together in those places. I want you to look at FFM this morning. We did a little thing. I had Anne-Renee do some research for me this past, this past week. Right now, as FFM sits, right where we're at, right now in this place, over eight different countries are represented with six different languages. God has done this in this church. I said God has done this in this church. It's a demonstration of the unity in the blood of Christ. And that is why I say we, we, not the church down the road, not Vody Bauckham's church, amen, not Pastor John's church or, or, or Pastor Gary's church. I'm talking about FFM. I'm talking about Firm Foundation Ministries. We have the capital to spend on this, and we should spend every penny God has given us as far as race relations in order to make it happen. We should do that. We should speak to it. Because I'm tired of the blank game. I'm tired of good people in noble professions being accused for bad people in noble professions. Tired of that. That's not the answer. I'm tired of good people of ethnic groups being condemned because they got bad people in their groups too. I'm just telling you right now, I'm a white boy from the South. Y'all think, y'all got some problems in your family? Y'all need to read some of my redneck peoples. FFM is an incredible ministry that God himself has breathed. It was never our intent as an eldership team to sit down and say, we're going to build a multi-ethnical church. That was not part of the vision. It's what God did. Well, we embrace it. And each time we're together... Y'all listen to me. Y'all listen to me right here. Each time we are together, God proves it pleases Him by sending His presence in this place. Come on. Come on. I love that. Gentile and Jew both need the cross of Christ in order to be reconciled to God. God is no respecter of person. We all, regardless of color and language, need Christ. Why is it that our mission work is only about the poor... Let's go to these third world countries. I like going because most of them are a lot warmer than Michigan. But you know, rich people need Jesus too. They are harder to reach because they trust in their wealth. But they still need Jesus. It'd be all right if y'all got four, five, six, seven, eight millionaires saved. It'd be all right. Go ahead I'm giving you permission We got churches to plant I say we got churches to plant I see preachers all the time Say I'm resigning from trying to build a mega church Not me Y'all want to hear my heart I want to blow this place up. Let me tell you why I want to blow this place up. Because I want to plant churches. And I want to send 50 people every two years to plant a new church. And if we don't grow this church, we can't got nobody to send. I'm not resigning. I'm not resigning from winning the lost. I'm not resigning for filling the house of God. I mean, God, don't tell me God don't like numbers. There's a whole book in his, uh, the Bible, a book in his Bible called Numbers. God likes numbers. Come on, church. He said, I want my house full. He said that. I didn't say that. He said that. I want to plant churches. We need people and we need resources to do it. Go win you some millionaires. I'm giving you permission. Oh, pass it on. I'm not called to third world countries. Good. Go find a rich neighborhood. I'm giving you permission. Why? Because we all have access. Rich, poor, black and white, brown and yellow. We all have access to God. We all have access. Skin color is not the problem. Separation from God is the problem. We all have access. And we no longer, the Bible says, are strangers. All skin colors are members of the same house with the same father. Amen. His name is God. And we love him as Jesus. God's house should be full of people. Amen. Of all colors, of all race, of all language. God didn't come to fix our house, He came to give us a new one. Together, black, white, brown, yellow, we're built together on the Apostles' foundation, and Christ is the cornerstone. Christ is what holds us together. And I guarantee you, the only entity on planet Earth who has an answer to what is happening right now. Is the body of Christ. Shame on us for not taking the front step. Because we'll let people around us suffer because of the blame game. Do y'all know that there are some bad preachers in the kingdom of God? Do y'all know that there are some pastors who aren't interested in doing anything but fleecing their sheep for their own benefit? Y'all don't quit coming to church, do you? Do do you know there's some bad doctors in the medical field? Y'all don't stop going to the doctor, do you? My son, TC, was born by C-section. And a Cuban doctor was a great doctor. He'd been doing C-sections in our county in Florida for over 20 years. Ten years, on T, around T.C.'s 10th birthday, we did learned that that doctor got arrested because he never had a medical license. He was not a doctor. He did not go to medical school. He managed to come to the United States from Cuba with forged paperwork as a medical doctor and get a job as an OBGYN and start birthing babies. And for over 30 years, he did that in our county in Florida, and no one knew the difference. Let me tell you how he got caught. He started double billing welfare. He's in prison today. Y'all not gonna stop going to the OBGYN. Is that right? Okay, I got that right. I was like, wait a minute. I don't go to one, so I don't know, okay? Come on, moms, raise your hand. I don't wanna embarrass you. Any of you moms ever have a C section? There you go. There's nothing wrong with that. This one hits you. You all like, is my doctor a real doctor? Is that-? What happened? (laughs) It's a true story. Are there some bad police officers? Sure, there are. But I happen to know most of them in this county, and we are blessed. We are blessed. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. We cannot let this be about something it isn't. We have an opportunity, church. Come on, peer worship team. If you, if you want to go get your children, you can go get your children now. You'll be dismissed to do that. worship team going to come and lead us in one last song. Christ is what holds us together. Can you see, men? Black, white, yellow, brown. Now, see, some of y'all are a little on edge because I might call Mike a black man. Right? Mike's not. I'm not on the edge when he calls me a white man. I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Because, see, we don't relate to each other that way. Listen, Mike's family gave him a tie for Christmas one year. This is hilarious. If y'all don't know his family, they're a riot. He's got all white sheep on it and one black sheep right in the middle. It's hilarious. And he wears it every year. You want to talk to a man? about a biblical understanding of what it means to be a black man who came through civil rights movement, you need to sit down and talk to this man. If you think Pastor Don is just preaching a message, see, I'm trying to rel- relate the heart of our team. It's on purpose that God built us multicolored as a team, because see, the, the pulpit and the eldership team really drive the life of the church. Hello, somebody. You don't have to achieve race, racial reconciliation we've already achieved it we got to walk in it we got to walk in it Vody shared this illustration and it hit me hard because my wife and I speak on marriage a lot it's just a life message for us we're not perfect in it but we do love talking about it and the, yes the marriage sermon series is still coming okay yes it's coming but he made a statement that I thought was great. A married couple who's estranged from each other, they don't need to get married. They're already married. They just need to strengthen the union they already have. The same principle applies for racial reconciliation. We need to strengthen what already is. We are reconciled in Christ, and we need to walk in it. Let me give you just my heart on the issue, and I know it reflects the rest of our team, and I believe it re- reflects the heart of this church simply because of what we experience week in and week out together. If we want to disrupt racism, one relationship at a time is how we do it. We must be intentional about building relationship across ethnic. And We must do it now. I said we must do it now. We disrupt racism one relationship at a time. We must be intentional about building relationship across ethnicities. I'm getting it, Breno. I'm getting it. We must do it now. Can you stand with me? We want revival. I said, Do you want revival? God leaves nobody out. What better demonstration of the glory of God than multi ethnic people saying to the world, That's my brother, that's my sister. We belong together because of what god did and if you need bi- biblical proof i got ephesians chapter 2. if you need more biblical proof on the day of pentecost the bible says that every person heard them speaking in their own language which tells me there were multi-language multi-languages in jerusalem on that day also tells me that if there were multi-languages in jerusalem that day there were multi-ethnicities in jerusalem that day and God says, on the day of Pentecost, I'm going to deal with racism right here. And I'll show you how I'm going to pour my spirit out on everybody. Regardless of skin color, I'm going to pour it out. Everybody, Jew, Gentile, like, y'all don't like each other. Y'all been separated. You think you got a God-ordained separation. My, my son just took care of all that. Let me prove it, amen, by pouring my spirit out on all y'all, regardless of your color. Well, wh- whatever language you speak, it don't matter. I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to overcome it. If you are a spirit-filled, baptized, Holy Ghost-filled believer, you cannot have racism in your heart. You cannot hate your brother or your sister because of the color of their skin. You cannot do that. If you've been redeemed, you've been reconciled. Y'all now listen to Pastor Don today. Father, we love you. And we sit this morning in Revelation... Not just today, but looking over the, the last over 20 years of what you've done with our ministry, you've been adding ethnicity. And Lord, we didn't even realize it because it didn't matter to us, and it still don't matter to us. What mattered to us is that there's a lost and dying world that evil people are using something that is a finished work continue to destroy lives Jesus help us be your ambassadors in Jesus name. help us God be people who stand with one another who lock our arms black or white, yellow, brown whatever color God let us lock our arms in unity and say we are the people of God and that's what matters to us God through us we know you will speak to wounds that are deep in this area it's the church that only has the ability to help those wounds heal all the world does is continue to add infection to deep wounds continue to stir up the disease inside of it but God you've given us the answer you have reconciled us through Jesus Christ we are one people we are one blood and we stand as a church in the ministry and say right now we are willing to be used by you in this area Lord We're willing to have the conversations. Lord, we don't have to have the answers. That's not the point of conversation. The point of conversation is to build relationship. And so, God, let us have relationship. We want more conversations, God. Good, wholeheartedly conversations. We want to be able to open our ears to just hear. Without agenda or opinions. Just to receive one another. Well, we may not be responsible for the wounds. But we are responsible. the healing because we have the medicine. His name is Jesus. Lord, we want you to use us. Grow our church, Lord. We're not afraid to pray, God. We're not afraid. Bring them, God. Bring them from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Bring them, like Eddie said, to all from all nations to this area because you're doing something. So, Lord, we just want to receive that today. We want to receive that today in Jesus' name. We just want to receive it today in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, right now. We just want to receive it in Jesus' name.
0: Hallelujah.
4: Hallelujah.
2: Bless you, Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Sing that again. Receive this this morning come on, church. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward
4: ethnicity than you come on come on sing it
0: Turn His face toward you and give
2: you peace. We receive this morning. Sing, Amen.
4: Oh you too. God.